Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder, Trees and No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson. And I am joined by my three regular co-hosts this week. Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis and James Bunkle. Welcome back, Bunkle. Hello. Short and sweet. Yep. Yeah, we're going to kill you. <laughs> Why? What did I do? <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what you did, do you? <laughs> no, I don't know you, what I did. You, you don't know. That's the worst part. <laughs> Sound like a woman on a period. Why? What you do? <laughs> no, you don't know what you did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I once threw a saucepan at Matt while I was pregnant because I think he looked at me wrong. I don't. So... I, I, I don't. Don't think I did. But I think I just walked in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I may, may may have offered to help. Like offered to help with something, maybe. It's usually you've offered to help with something, but you are obviously going to do it wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just, yeah. I uh, had, a, yeah. Had, had, a, had a saucepan yeeted at me. <laughs> I mean, I expect that of all of you all the time, anyway. Don't <laughs> you things and you just don't do them wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's how you get a three-hour episode, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> yes. <it is. laughs> I mean, it's good. Good job you you expect us to do things wrong because you know we will. So yeah. at, least, at least you're prepared for prepared to be unprepared for things. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the uh, alternate endings of episode 100, <laughs> <laughs> of which there were a few. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I, I bet there was one where we um, won or lost. We can't tell because because he's not listened yet. Yeah, one, one where the opposite of what we did happened, and then I guess there were some other ones where other things happened. Oh yes, <laughs> mm. few scenarios, but uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna recap last week as usual, just because last week doesn't directly feed into this episode. Um, for those of you who haven't listened, episode 100 was a sort of a self-contained story, but furthering other plots in our world about a uh, a group of heroes going to take down one of the Illuminated, and well, you'll have to go watch that uh, that marathon of a session split into three parts. Uh, in your own time, because we're picking back up with the regular characters of uh, Tommy, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia, our fighter cleric, and Rogar, our paladin sorcerer. And I think all of us had to do a little bit of a recap of what actually happened in episode 99 to pick back up of the story. Just a bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Episode 99 was also uh, kind of a big one in terms of events happening. You guys finally made your way to... Um, Oswald the Wizard's Tower, of which he granted you all visions. He offered to help you with the grave that you're still infected with. Um, you're still ruined from your uh, wisdom drain. Your you, your main characters are not in good places. It's kind of dire. And during your visions, an old friend that we've come to know as the Nightmare Man interrupted Rogars and caused a little bit of a stir. Angered Oswald, who demanded to know what happened. Rogar, as usual, doesn't want to tell anyone anything. And before that all kind of came to blows, an old friend showed up. Solara. She appeared outside the tower, just outside the enchantment that protects the place, and was invited in. She seemed her usual self. She grabbed Sophia. They went into Oswald's private little sanctum, where he'd just been doing the visions. And then she was going to give Sophia a gift of some sort. But at the last moment seemed to have some sort of misgiving. Who knows why? 
and threw the item away, just scattering this red pouch across the floor. And in doing so, she seems to have lost her memories. And that's kind of where we left off. So... <laughs> yeah. You do like to fuck with us, don't you? <laughs> you know, there are many DMs out there who just TPK their players and get on with it. I, I find a life is worth suffering for. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. man. We'll come this way. <laughs> so, so I, I'm guessing Sophia and Solara are still in the room on their own. Well... This is where we're going to pick up from. So last we saw, as I say, Rogar, Tommy, Oswald, and Lucius, actually, were all in um, this sort of main lab, as we would call it, basically the uh, the room of all the moving chairs and tables and uh, things that just freaked Tommy the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And as, I mean, Sophia and Solara are presumably having a conversation. Yeah. When Oswald... Signals towards the door that Sophia and Sol- and Solara went through, and says, "Paul, would you seal them in?" And you watch as the stone of the wall shifts, and there's no longer a door there. Uh, what? Why? What'd you do that for? That is quite simple to answer, as all of you should be well aware at this point. Finding this place is not supposed to happen. So, would one of you care to explain how your wayward little friend just appeared outside my house? Not, not a fucking Scooby, mate. Absolutely no idea. Not seen her since she, uh, well, since she left just before all the shit went down in um, Buridan. I'm going to say, mate, at the end of the day, you know, why don't you ask her rather than trapping us all here and, you know, heightening the tensions just a little bit? Oh, I will ask her in a moment. I just want to know what the pair of you two know first. I have been cordial. I have been forthcoming in my own actions. I am just curious as to how I have been found. Twice in one day, I would have you know. I still want to know exactly who spoke to you, Rogar. I have not forgotten. Well, you know, at the end of the day, you should probably... Think to yourself what happened to you during my vision. Maybe not what I saw. Just, just, just gonna, just gonna leave that there. You know, just put it out there. <laughs> you know, Rogar, they'll discard you just like they discard everyone. Well, you know, these things happen. You know, what can I do? Indeed, what can you do? He signals over to the wall again, and you hear the. Uh, Whatever the hell Paul is that seems to be moving around the building, <laughs> shift just a little bit and go, Okay, master. And a small window opens, and then quickly iron bars drop down, almost like it's a cell window. And he walks over, and you watch as a little chair walks with him, so his little um, halfling body can climb up on the chair and look through the, uh, the, uh, the window and staring at the pair of Sophia and Solara and go, care to let us know what's going on in there? Now, while that little bit of conversation was going, Sophia, you've just watched Solara lose her mind. So, you probably didn't even notice the door seal up behind you. Nope. Is Solara just asked who I was? Yeah, so she's like, I, um, so, sorry, who are you? Where are we? 
Did that wall just move? What's what is going on here? Let's let's leave the wall and I look to see. Ah, yes, the wall has just moved. Um, what's the last thing you remember? Um, I and she kind of like rubs her temples a little bit and really is straining. She's I um I I don't really remember anything. You know your name? She sort of nods and goes, I think, yeah, it's Solara. Um, right, yeah, that, that's a good start. Um, do you know who you work for? She kind of shakes her head and, uh, work for? Um, no, no, I, I, I can't. And she's, you see this is really troubling her. Like she holds her head like she's got a horrible headache. Just like, I, I don't, I don't remember anything. I, I... Where, where are we? What, what is this place? Power? I know that sounds like a euphemism, but it's not. Um, you just threw a bag over there. Would you, I don't know, maybe you throwing it did something? Could you just go pick it up? And I point towards the bag. Um, I, I, I guess. And she's kind of like a little disoriented and she walks over to the side of the room where this little red pouch is sat and she just sort of picks it up. Um, was that supposed to do something? I don't know. Um, and then I turn towards, yeah, I turn towards the little bit that he's just opened up. So you're telling us that you have no idea how you found this place. Is that correct? Um, yeah. I, I don't even really know what this place is. She said it was some sort of tower. Why, why did the door disappear? What What is going on? Sophia, what exactly happened when you came to this room? So, she kind of threw a pouch and was mumbling and, and, and not very coherent. But she threw that pouch and then all of a sudden she kind of forgot who I was. She knows her name. She doesn't know who she works for. I'm, I'm not too sure what else to do. He kind of peers at you a little bit and I want you to make me a persuasion. I mean, she's telling the truth. Mm. With advantage? No, just persuasion. Fair enough. Ooh. A nine. Nine. Persuasive. With his natural 20 on his inside. Oh, he does shit. just... Well, he peers straight through you, and he does see you're telling the truth, but it doesn't convince him entirely in terms of, was that everything? Are you list, missing any details out? And he starts quizzing you just a little bit more. Oh, until. Oh. Yeah, Th there was a voice. There was something. Wait a minute, I I recognize that voice. Voice. Yeah, uh, some some kind of deal was struck. Um, it kind of faded in and out, and it kind of sounded like one of my dad's advisors, Nahar. Do you know of him? He kind of shakes his head a little and goes, "No, I'm I'm afraid I'm not familiar with the man. What what is what is this Nahar?" He's he's like a super spy for my dad. Um. Oh my god. Why, Solara? Why were you talking to him? Oh shit! She can't. What's going on? Child, come closer to the door, please. And he kind of signals towards Solara, and she walks up kind of tentatively, and he casts detect magic. He watches his eyes kind of flare blue for a second, and he looks her over and goes. Your little friend struck a deal with the Fae, and it seems, presumably, she has broken whatever promise she gave. And now she reaps the punishment. That is an unexpected complication. 
You said she was to give you that pouch. So? Paul, would you take it off her? And you watch as a stone arm shapes itself out of the ground and kind of like proffers itself up as this huge arm, like half the size of Solara. And she sort of looks to you like, do, it, do I give this over? Yeah, give it. It's not doing anything for you. Uh, okay. And she drops it in the hand and the hand kind of grasps around it and then disappears back into the floor. And then you guys on the other side of the wall watch as a hand forms out of the ground, opens up, and you see this little red pouch in the center of its palm. Can I can I just point out that at this point, Tommy's gone and sat back down. He's having another drink because, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just arms come out of the floor now, do they? <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? The chair you're sat in lights your cigar. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you watch as um, Oswald walks up to the pouch and again seems to mutter to himself a few incantations and he looks it over and goes, Interesting. Sophia, you say this Nahar is the one whose voice you heard. It seems to be some sort of fey enchantment on Solara. Does your father truck with any devils as well? Or fiends of some sort? Do you know what? Anything is possible. Absolutely fucking anything. I mean, you should ask Rogar. He'll probably know more than I do. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't bring me into this. Though hey. I am quite interested in that pouch. Just, what? just, you know, curiosity, you know. Hey, you saw in that room. You went flying around and saw in that room. I don't know what was in that room. I fell over. Okay? So, there's ah, any... that was... Yeah, dark deeds. <laughs> yeah, it's just... <laughs> Just some nice, nice, nice trinkets and stuff, you know what I mean? Just a few, uh, you know, <laughs> risque, you know, statues and pictures, as you might say. You think this porn is in there that's that's going to startle me? <laughs> he found your dad's porn stash. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you're really bothered, do we not still have the book that he wrote? I doubt that's going to say anything about him being up with fiends. We never translated it, did we? No, Sophia did during her downtime. She knows what's in there. Well, I mean, they'll just give the guy some idea, won't it? Maybe. I don't know. No. Well, Oswald is going to go up to the little pouch and start like, taking it apart. Like, he gets a few tools over from his workbench. And he starts opening it gently and, like, pulls out some of the strands of the pouch. Kind of looks at it curiously for a moment and goes, Sophia, this may sound like a strange question, but... Your father wouldn't happen to have some of your blood, would he? I don't remember back. Would he? Definitely. Yeah, you yeah. very vividly remember multiple sessions in Dr. Trask's little room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And drained and various things. Yeah, probably then. I see. Well, the pouch is definitely of devilish origin. It seems blood magic coded to find you, which answers my question of how the hell she got here. Seems my enchantments kept her from appearing right next to you, but dropped her in the vicinity. <clears throat> do you have any concerns if we look at what's inside? You don't happen to know, do you? I have no idea. I mean, I don't want anything to do with whatever my dad's got planned. And if she was supposed to give that to me and, that, and that's done this to her because she didn't give it to me, um, I'm not going to say it's good. Hmm. Well, this is difficult when dealing with the Fae they are. 
peculiar creatures and quite tricksy. You should be glad that it's just her memory she lost. There are worse things, but... Can you get it back, her memory? I'm afraid I could not. She entered into a bargain and she broke it. The only way to restore her memories would be to deal with the Fae who did it to her. Uh, um, Oswald, mate. Yeah, I'm not being funny and this is all quite interesting in that, but could you maybe, before we start tinkering with anything else, we don't exactly know what it does. We made a bit of a deal about the whole grey skin cracking body parts and stuff and uh, I've got every faith in you, don't get me wrong, but if something really bad happens, this thing fucking blows up like a bomb, I don't want to be stuck like this. So, if it's all the same, you're quite happy, you know how she got here, everyone's friends again. Could you maybe sort us out first? That is a fucking cracking shout, Tommy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Give you the nod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, I'd, I'd almost forgotten. And he actually looks at you and you see that like flickering blue light in his eyes and he stares for a few moments and goes, <laughs> Oh, I, I see. Interesting. It acts very much like a disease, but that's a curse. <laughs> very curious. And he looks at Rogar and then stares at uh, Sophia's face, who's like poking through the door, like the little window. Yes. Huh. Seems all three of you are cursed. And um, pretty much everybody left in that town. Yes. Well, at the very least, I can do this. And he casts Remove Curse on all three of you. And each of you watch as the grey begins to fade from your bodies, those fissures sealing up just a little bit. You're left scarred in places, those of you that had it worse, but the physical ailment has been broken. Before I forget, um, I was, well, before, before I just say that, Wisdom? Yeah, no. it's my Wisdom back. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> okay, carry on. No, Wisdom stays down for now. I just wanted to double check, will this, will this cleanse my sword as well or not? Um, well, as he cleanses it from all of you, all of your clothes are still infected, and he kind of looks at each one and goes, Well, that is certainly quite insidious. It affects objects and flesh equally and separately. Hmm. He casts it a few more times to kind of cleanse you guys, because it's actually, I think it's only a third level spell, so you can cast it quite a bit. But once you're all fully cleansed, you do realize that to cleanse everyone in the town might take a little bit of effort and more than he may be willing to give, at least in terms of his own personal spell slots. But he does slowly and steadily remove the curse from you entirely, and you are cleansed completely. Are we still right, right. still so, minus wisdom? Still minus yeah. wisdom, yes. Well, everything else is back, and we don't have to worry about our equipment or anything like that as well. No, he has fully removed the curse from your bodies and your equipment. You are cleansed for now. Uh, what about R4? Ah, uh, he'll do R4 too. Okay, cool. R4. Yeah. It's just one object, and he is cleared. <laughs> cool, excellent. Yes, that's that's very good. Excellent, except for the wisdom. But <laughs> and and Charlie, you said, I mean, this is all well and good, but Charlie's dying. Yes. Well, now that we know what it is, and he kind of walks over to one of his like cabinets, which opens before he even gets there, and you see wands, like hundreds of wands that he must have carved over the years. He rifles through some of the drawers and he pulls out, like, a bundle of wands. <laughs> yes. 
I believe all of these were charged with remove curse, and he kind of passes the bundle over to um, Lucius. Yes. If time is of the essence, Lucius, perhaps you should return to Bloodhome and start cleansing. Each one should cure about eight people, and then the wand will break. So, let's get working. Yeah, I think we're all okay with that, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, cheers. That's that's great. And yeah, um, thanks, yeah, Lucius. Yeah, probably best he gets on and, and tries to help the town as much as he can. Lucius sort of nods and goes, well, I was hoping for a good night's sleep, but eh, job's a job. And he uh, waves to you all and starts leaving the room, heading back down the stairs. I'll um, doff my hat to him as he leaves. Hope to see you all again soon, perhaps under better circumstances. Who knows? You're not dead by, by, you get, when you, by the time you get back. <laughs> I will try not to die. Yeah. Safe travels, old son. Thank you. Now, enjoy yourselves. And he leaves the room and uh, heads off to, hopefully, restore blood home. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Hey, we did something good, sort of. You did. <laughs> Vicariously through Lucius, but still. True. <laughs> we are true heroes. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we are the GTMP definition of true heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Our um, Overton window on the alignment chart is very, very far towards evil. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. We, we occasionally save women from burning buildings and cure villages after trying to murder most of the inhabitants. If they wouldn't have turned evil, then they wouldn't have been a problem, okay? <laughs> the wrong kind of evil, you see. So, some evil's fine, but that one was, was bad. Yeah, that was bad evil. Yeah, I'm hearing good things about Baal. He seems a nice guy. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but we'll find out. Yeah. Watch the space. Hmm. So, with Lucius gone, now just left with Oswald, he does go back towards the pouch, unless any of you want to do anything before he goes back to it. Um, back away. Uh, pour, pour another drink. Can I take a look at the pouch? Yeah, I mean, it, to you, unless you're casting a spell, it just looks like a little red pouch, about the size, maybe a bit smaller than your fist. Um, casting a spell, well, that's a question, isn't it? I mean, of, of all the places in all the world that would be a good place to cast a spell, this probably isn't it. No, it's probably not. I, just, <laughs> I was just wondering if I could, like... I assume he's investigating the pouch, so he's not going to let me investigate the pouch. So I'll, I'll like... I'll mope around and hope everybody forgets about the whole Rogar's super evil thing. <laughs> Smart move. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to blending into the background. Somehow, yeah. somehow we generally do. I'm not quite sure why that is. <laughs> I'm not, quite, I'm not quite, quite sure if, if, if Rogar has a sort of special um, ability that lets us to kind of forget about the, the evil things he's done in the past, or whether it's just we want to further the story. I'm not sure. But whatever it is... <laughs> <laughs> it's that curious bit of... Um, We've already gone this far. What could happen next? A little bit. I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's sometimes sometimes I think, um, well, well Sophia's going to have to kill Rogar, or Tommy's going to have to kill Rogar, or he's he's gone too far this time. And it's always like, yeah, but I kind of want to know what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> how 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 does it make sense for us not to kill him? <laughs> I am just too valuable a team member. Is that it? 
without me, you wouldn't have been able to hit the light. Just, just, just leave that out there. Is that right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the, the other thing pulling me back is, of course, that if we, if we did kill Rogar, I'd just come back, so... Yeah, he would. <laughs> as far as you guys know, yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or either that, or um, Brogar would come back. Brogar's <laughs> long lost brother. Ah, <laughs> uh, joy. Well, if none of you are stopping him, Oswald is going to go back to the pouch, and he kind of clicks his fingers, and two smaller hands form out of the stone from Paul's big hand, and carefully open the pouch. It's kind of a holding your breath moment in case it explodes, but nothing seems to happen. So Oswald gets a little closer and kind of peers inside. You can see his detect magic is still going, so he sort of stares at it for a few moments and then kind of shrugs, reaches inside the pouch and pulls out a coin. Rather large coin, comparatively, like uh, probably say about maybe inch and a half in diameter. Oh, oh guys, I think I've seen this one before. Then he like makes the coin disappear, and then it reappears behind Sophia's ear, right? I've I've, I've seen this magic trick before. <laughs> Tommy's like smiling around, like you know, I'm I'm on it now. I I know this. <laughs> <laughs> I got this figured out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, hands appearing out of the ground and stuff. You know, that's way beyond him. But you know, simple sleight of hand on that. <laughs> the glass that you're drinking out of goes. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I mean, there there is huge cognitive dissonance on going on here. So t- Tommy, you know, a lot of this stuff is like Tommy's watching a TV show. Of it's just, it's, you know, it's it's out there fantasy that he just doesn't even connect with his world. So yeah, whatever. And it's like, oh, you can talk. Uh, am I sipping from the right side? Sorry. <laughs> You're all good, buddy. Cool. Yeah, talking glasses. He pulls out the coin, kind of turns it over a few times, goes. Hmm. You know, I don't know what I was expecting, but not this. Doesn't appear to be magical. And he kind of walks over to you, Sophia, kind of climbs back up on the chair, passes it to you through the window. Does this mean anything whatsoever to you? Give it a look. Um, You look it over. It is a very old-looking coin. Incredibly old. And it's is covered in symbols and general patterns and things that you don't recognize. It's certainly not a coin from Varadin, so it's kind of art that you assume maybe your dad or Nahar through your fire, your dad is giving this to you. You see, taking a look at the like the edging on it, one word is written along one side, and it says Teatrus, which if any of you want to make me a history check. Yeah, I'll jump on that as well. Um, there's no point. Uh, I'll, 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 Tommy's listening in wildly, so I'm, I'm going to... No, I'm uh, proficient. 12. 18 from Rogar, 12 from Tommy. Hmm. Yeah, 13 from Sophia. All going to go, hmm, where I heard that before? <laughs> Tetris. Interestingly, um, makes the most sense for Rogar to get an 18 on this because uh, Teatris is an island not too far from his own homeland. In fact, it's just uh, just across the sea to the far northwest of the world. I will let them know this. <laughs> yeah. As far as you know, it's 
not overly populated, not anymore. Yeah, so what you do know from your histories, um, with an 18, you're not certain of the details, but you remember that Teatris is home to a rather peculiar civilization, one that was enamored with the worshipping of the dead and undeath. And it was rumored, and you haven't read a history book in a long time, so you're uncertain about how all this came to be, but it was rumored that the land was ruled over by vampires. Hmm. I will also divulge this information. Being oddly forthcoming. Vampires? Really? Hey, I'm just saying that's what the history books say. Do they sparkle in the sunlight? Oh, fucking hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely fucking not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, vampires. Are they they the um, the ones that shoot uh, like silver stakes out of shotguns and stuff? Um, And wear sunglasses and that? That's more my type. More my type of vampire. Well, I mean, you can all do me a... Ooh, would it be a religion check for vampires? They're, uh... Yeah, I mean, they're undead, so I'd say religion check for vampires. And I'll say this, on the other side of the coin, Sophia, as, you kinda, as he kind of turns it over in front of you, one side has that um, that, that name of the land, Teatris. The other side has the words engraved along the top, House Nostra-Landrin. Is that one of the houses of Aradin? No. You have never heard of that house before, and it is quite peculiar that your house would have its name tied with it. Very odd. Anyone heard of House Nostra? Not a clue. Well, I did get a, I did get a twenty-four on my religion check. I got an eleven, which is not surprising, really. And I got an eight. Mm. So with a twenty-four, let's uh, see what Rogar knows. So Rogar, it's generally considered that vampires maybe even don't exist. They are so rare to see, and the stronger ones are very good at keeping hidden and well-protected, that there are times throughout history history where people have questioned their existence. You know with the 24 that they are very real and a very deadly threat. They are born from death. Their victims can turn into other vampires, known as Spawn, who are just ravenous creatures who hunger for blood but are under complete control of the original vampire. They are undead, but they are considered very powerful undead, so weaker clerics have often met their ends quite easily to vampires that they thought they could take out. They often kind of keep some attachment to their prior life, whether it's memories or some interesting attachments like emotionally, but they tend to be twisted by the concept of what's happened to them. That undeath twists their minds and it's like turns love into a hungry obsession or friendship into bitter jealousy. It kind of warps their perspective on things. They are difficult to kill. In fact, more often than not, killing a vampire in combat is not the end of it. It will return. The only true way, and I'll tell you this with the 24, is to essentially hunt them down where they regenerate. Okay. I will divulge this inf- all this information as well about vampires, since 
you know, it seems like something we're going to have to deal with in the future uh, once we've dealt with giants. Um, yeah. So. Oh, jo- join the key vampires. <laughs> <laughs> so Conga. Yeah. What about uh, vampire giants? Oh, oh fuck don't. off! Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> come on! I mean, they just, even bother sucking your blood anymore. They just bite your head off and just squeeze you like I don't know, like a Capri Sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys know I like my homebrew. <laughs> oh man! Um, all right, so so they do exist. You telling me, Rogar? Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. They why, does everything, why does everything shit that I heard of as a kid fucking exist? All these like things that he said was old wives' tales and that. No, no, they exist and they want to kill you. Because <laughs> magic, dude. Magic. Tommy, this is your life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking hell, it is as well. Uh, yeah, fucking magic. No, no, no offence, and I say that to the glass in my hand. Nah, I'm taking, buddy. <laughs> thing is, this glass isn't actually talking to Tommy. It's all in his mind because he's drunk that much whiskey. I mean, at, at this at this point, it might well be, <laughs> or, or or the glass might be talking to me, but telepathically. So we we don't know either way. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that's what the coin was, right? But this this uh, jewel house thing. Does it look like it's? I can't see it from here, Sophia. But does it look like it's? hyphenated like it's a joint house thing yeah yeah so at some point the landrins and the nostrums nostras Nostra. um Nostra. joined forces join their houses you got any um like aunt nostra or something nope. talking about hmm. no no no, no. Have, have, have any of us ever heard of nostra as a house or as, as a as an entity or a family um, I'd say that none of you would have heard of them. The only way you would find anything out would be to specifically try research um, what you can on Teatrus. Okay. You would have to find some history books or something. So, what we might be getting from this is your dad, as or your family at some point, has had some uh, dealings, perhaps quite closely, with potential vampires. That doesn't surprise me. But why would he want me to have this coin? I mean, why... Ugh, why would he do this to Solara? What was it supposed to do to me? Well, I wouldn't touch it. Just in case. But maybe that's the only way to get Solara back. I don't... I, I think she's broken whatever promise she made. Even if you stumble into whatever she wasn't supposed to do to you now, it's going to be too late. She's She's broken the promise. All we can do... He's potentially try and find who she broke the promise of and try and get him to lift what have they done? Naha. Uh-huh. And if this was, I don't know, a month ago, I would have said that he was with my dad and I'd say in Varadin. But now I don't know where they are. Can we scry for them? Um to be fair, I could probably you could probably cast scrying on the coin itself and hmm, I wonder if you could see who enchanted it doing that. If you're looking at me, I'm just gonna throw my hands up and go. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna ask the wizard. Smart move. <laughs> you know, him being a <laughs> wizard and all. <laughs> yeah. You magic man. Yeah. So scrying. So let's bring up the old scry spell because it's a fun one. Not for one of your books, eh? It is. I just can't memorize every spell. <laughs> God, what kind of DM are you? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I 
can't remember Rogar's spell, let alone hey, 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 hey. Christ. He, he bought some new books, so I'm like, look them up. <laughs> oh, you, you're a DM, eh? Name a spell. <laughs> oh, I, I know a spell. Power word kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shut you up. Anyway, scrying. <laughs> so... The way the scrying spell works, so I'll just read it out to everyone listening at home and hear notes. You can see and hear a particular creature you choose that is on the same plane of existence as you. The target must make a wisdom saving throw, which is modified by how well you know the target and the sort of physical connection you have to it. If a target knows you're casting this spell, it can fail the save throw voluntarily if it wants to be observed. There are modifiers here, so if you have second-hand knowledge, so you know the target, they get a plus five. If you have first-hand knowledge, you've met them, they get a zero. And if you are familiar with them, they get a minus five. And depending on your, the object you're using, your connection, if it's a likeness or a picture, they get a minus two. A possession or garment, minus four. Or a body part, lock of hair, bit of nail, or something like that, they'd get a minus ten. On a successful save, the target is unaffected, and you can't use it on them again for 24 hours. On a failed save, the spell creates an invisible sensor within 10 feet of the target. You can see and hear through the sensor as if you were there. The sensor moves the target, remaining within 10 feet of it for the duration. A creature that can see invisible objects sees the sensor as a luminous orb about the size of your fist. Instead of targeting the creature, you can choose a location you have seen before as the target of the spell, and when you do so, the sensor just sort of appears at that location and doesn't move. So, it basically depends on who you're trying to scribe upon. You don't know who the coin belongs to, but it would be a possession of someone's, so they could get a minus four on the save. Okay. Your guess is maybe it's your dad's, maybe it's Nahar's, whoever owned it. Whoever considers it their possession is what I would say. Okay. I don't want to scry on my dad. He's scary. My only worry is if I did attempt to scry on your dad, he would probably allow it to happen, and then he would know where we are. Is that a side effect of the spell? Uh, I have no idea if it is. It probably isn't, but, you know, he's, like, super powerful. So, you know, maybe he will. It would be exceptionally uncommon for him to be able to know where we are, especially cast from this location. That said, if he is powerful, it is quite likely he will know that you are watching him. And, well, he may be able to guess who's watching. And it may tip him off if you are looking to find him. It is a, a risk, I suppose. Hmm. Well, I'm going to say, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just going to take a bit of a step back here. It's, you know, it's not really... Not my place. If you don't want us to go and find, if you, uh, you know, we could we could do scrying later. You know, we can just keep hold of the coin, which is what I would suggest. And you know, we'll we'll decide what we need to do with it later. Swald, what do you suggest? I mean, you, you don't you don't know what would happen if I held onto this. Coin? I'm afraid not. Uh, as far as I can tell, the coin is not magical. However. I am aware that certain curses can afflict items and they go without detection. It is always possible that you coming in contact with this coin would have some sort of reaction. I seem to be able to hold it without issue, but it may be designed specifically for you. I am uncertain. I'll hold the coin. No. Uh, we, could, we could swing it back in its pouch and then shove it in the bag of holding that I've got. But look, if we are ever going to cast scrying on it, 
of all the places in all the world, it'll be a good place to cast scrying from and not be found out where we are, this might be it. True. Um, to be fair, even finding out where he is, if it is my father's, then finding out where he is... <sighs> What's, what, what are we trying to achieve here? We're trying to get Solara's memory back, right? I believe that's the, uh, the goal, is it not? Okay, so... And we're assuming Nahar is with my father. Yep. Or even if he's not, we we potentially only need to find Nahar. We need we need to find whoever did it to to Solara. We we need to find the Fey who did it because that's what you yeah. Okay. So it, the hope would be that the Fey would have considered it. A, well, no, the Fey's not going to have considered it a possession of theirs, but because at some point they must have possessed it to enchant it we would find them, not necessarily just find your father, who's, you know, all kinds of evil. I mean, if it, if it comes down to it, fighting your father, um, I don't know we can win that one. Fighting just Nahar on his own, maybe. Let's, let's, we, well, we don't know. We don't know from here until we try. And it might be the worst thing we, we do, but at least hopefully you won't be able to, um, you know, do the old switcheroo and um, see where we are from here whereas if we do it out in the forest he's going to know slap bang where we are probably true every chance how are we doing right now she's looking very confused but if you do acknowledge her she kind of looks at okay I, I don't really know exactly what's going on here but uh, I'm getting the impression we knew each other is, is that right oh yeah <laughs> I see okay so Given that we're in this room together, did I... I came here to see you, right? She did. And, yeah. I don't really know what's going on at the moment, but I'm gonna hope that the me of ten minutes ago made a wise choice. Um, I don't really know what to do right now, but I guess I'm putting my trust in you. Uh, Solara, um, sorry, it's Tom here. You, you don't know who I am, but do you know how to cast spells still? She kind of thinks for a moment and she puts her hand together and you watch as a little gout of flame appears and then a crackle of electricity. Yeah, I... seems just natural, I guess. And Oswald sort of nods and goes, Ah, the benefits of being a sorcerer, I suppose. <laughs> you should be glad she didn't lose 50 years of reading books. <laughs> <laughs> That's a man that spent way too much time reading books. Hey, I mean, I didn't know you could get this much out of a book, to be honest. I thought it was all just like, I don't know. Remind me to teach you boring. how to read. I fucking know how to read. I just don't <laughs> do it for fun. Right, I could... And I didn't know this kind of shit was in books. I thought books was like, you know, romance novels and, I don't know... Books. Tax returns. <laughs> I don't know. It's just books, innit? <laughs> Get off my case. Worry about your fucking girlfriend. I look at Solara and like, how does she take that word? She kind of raises her eyebrows a little bit and goes, oh, this is very weird. This is a weird day. <laughs> it's a very weird day. Tommy, we haven't defined it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just I'm just sat back in my chair just drinking my whiskey like whatever. Is the cup talking to you again? 
<laughs> Probably. Okay, okay. Right. I d let me ponder this, okay? Let's... We came here for a reason. Thank you very much, Oswald, for healing us. You then told us that the world's going to end with some kind of war. I'm, I'm, I want to assume it has something to do with Solara showing up and everything going tits up that way. So, you got attacked in a yes. vision. That does bring us back to the original point now, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> Did hey, you I need say that? I need time to process my girlfriend, who's not my girlfriend, okay? <laughs> so you just, just, just turned, turned the, the gaze back to Rogar again. Yes, yes, I did. Oh, You're nice. welcome. <laughs> oh, the lack of trust. <laughs> Appalling. <laughs> the lack of trust is completely fair. <laughs> I suppose this brings us round to a few things then. First off, Sophia, given these revelations, your vision begins to coalesce a little bit more. Shit! Laura was there! She was, and I recall you being attacked by creatures biting your neck, and I guess that would be these vampires. I look accusatory are. at Solara. <laughs> she sort of shrugs and says, Sorry? <laughs> I also remember seeing, I believe it was your brother, is that correct? Yeah, David. He seemed to be in the thrall of those said vampires. I don't know how accurate that is in terms of where he really is, but there's clearly some connection going on. Could be, who knows. As for you, Tommy, your vision seemed to be more direct. A fortress of some kind under heavy assault and... Something monstrous coming from the mountains. I take it none of that meant too much to you? We we kind of planning to go up to the mountains anyway at some point. We've got some um, giants to kill. So feels like perhaps that might have something to do with that. I don't know. Seems like an army's brewing up north. Mm, perhaps with a, some sort of heads up from the shadows, we will be able to curtail their assault. At least now that we know it might be coming. It's something anyway, yeah. And as for you, Rogar, I saw you within a shrine. The one that I fear many are looking for. So, I suppose we should be heartened at your success. Exactly. Everything's coming up, Rogar. Hmm. Quite. And then we saw what seemed to be some sort of throne room. Rather peculiar chairs. Ice fire, stone, and some monstrosity worked from bone and flesh, all the size of giants. I suppose we're sensing a bit of a theme between you two, and he kind of looks between Tommy and Rogar, and of course my own visions have all pointed in this direction. But then of course your vision cut off, Rogar, and I am still waiting for an explanation. Which one of them came to you? Well, here's the thing. I have absolutely no idea. Huh. Insight check him. Feel free. Yeah, I mean, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whatever he says, insight check him. Uh, what am I doing here? 
it is a persuasion, but there is a little bit to glean from it if she beats you. I fucking wisdom. <laughs> um, do I get I get disadvantage, don't I, on charisma checks? Uh, you well. do, don't you? Yeah. I do because my third eye is out at all times. Mm. <laughs> I rolled an eight, and you still won. Rolled a three, and Tommy rolled a, a natural one. one. I wasn't really that fussed, to be honest. I was just everyone else seemed to be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the cop uh, told me to. I mean, I'm pretty drunk at this point, so he could be. Could be lying. Could be telling the truth. I will say, I rolled a natural one as Oswald as well. Oh my so, god! Yeah, he he looks at you and goes, "I suppose that might be the case. They do go out of their way for secrecy, but I only know a few individuals powerful enough to do." What happened here to break through my protections, even in some small way, and interfere? And you say you don't know which one it was. No, hmm. Not, honestly, not the foggiest. Yeah, all, 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 all I'll say is, as somebody who's travelled through, let's let's call them interesting worlds. He has a far greater, not just understanding, but ability than I do in there. He squints at you for a little bit and then goes, do you, do you speak of the dreamlands? The place where thought becomes reality, where things shift before you. Is that what you touched? <laughs> touched is a, is a is an understatement there, bro. I've spent like ages in there. Oh, really? oh Yeah, proper good times. You know, but I had to prove myself, and you know, here I am, much the wiser. And uh, you know, I, 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 in fact, that brings me on to something um, that I noticed before. In fact, uh, and I'm going to pull out the picture that I took of him and Doctor Nick, hmm. uh, and I'm just going to say, "How do you know this gentleman?" So you're pointing to Doctor Nick. I will say there was another person in that picture as well. Yes, so yeah, I'm, I'm pointing to Doctor Nick, of course. He kind of looks at it, takes it off you, and goes, Yes, Dr. Nicholas Nick. <laughs> An old student of mine from quite some time ago. Quite brilliant in his own way, despite his proclivities. Yeah, proclivities. The, you mean the fact that he's stark raving mad, yeah? Well, he was a lot less mad when I knew him. He did have a rather unhealthy obsession with dead bodies, but, well... One can't be put off that when training fellow wizards. Mm, well, you'll be glad to know that I rubbed the little man out because he was being a dick. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I suppose death comes for us all in the end. Where did you happen to find him? Uh, I found him in the Dreamlands. Since, you know, that's what we were talking about. Hmm. And how did he end up there? Uh, I think I have his notebook still. Um, oh, yeah? So I will toss the notebook in the air in the hopes that he will like magically catch it. Mm. He uses his uh, ring of telekinesis again and just grabs it over to himself. Looks through a few pages and goes, hmm. I always remember a student's handwriting. Never improves over the years. And he skips through an accident. He looks over some of the more complex symbols in there and the uh, the actual spell work that was written into the book. Oh, 
It seems my young ward was experimenting with rather complicated spells, ones probably far beyond him. Well, you get what you tamper with, I suppose. And now you say he's dead. That is a pity, one less one less reliable spellcaster in the world, but if he was a danger, I guess this is best. A danger will be an understatement. Hmm. He puts the portrait just down on his desk. Do we, do, do we want to find out about the other person? The other student at the same time? I don't know why, particularly. I, I don't know. I'm going to assume Rogar didn't really pay much attention to the other student, just because it was... I know this guy. This guy's a tool. I mean, you can ask Tommy if you want. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, just, I'm, I'm kind of a bit of a, bit of a fly on the wall here. But I saw the picture as, as Rogar looked at it earlier, and I saw it when, like, when it was passed over as well. Oh, uh, who's the other geezer in the picture? He looks back over and goes, "Oh, you mean Young Fenish? Ah, well, I must admit he was a rather brilliant student, much more accomplished than Nick, unfortunately. Took to things far quicker." Very, uh, very impressive work. Uh, unfortunately, is he still with us, or...? Oh, he is. I've just... Well, I assume he is. I've not seen him in a long, long time now. That's the problem with the profession. You train someone up, and then they go off their own way and never see you again. Okay. Fair enough. Can't think of anything I'd, else I'd want to know, really. But, um... Does anyone else have anything they want to know about? Finish doesn't ring any bells, I'm guessing. Mm. No. Mostly, Actually, I... I will say this. Um, all three of you do me a history check. Oh. You and your history checks today. Well, I'm doing history because it's the most fitting, because I'm giving you a, a possible hint. 18. Do well. Tommy, Tommy, another natural one yet again, because, you know, this whiskey is going to my head a bit. <laughs> you just, like, Conked out in the corner at this point. I, I mean, I mean, as, as I say, I say, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy dealing with shit in this room. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's effectively broken me, my sensibilities. So you know, I'm not really paying a huge amount of attention to other stuff. It's really only the fact that I just saw another face in the picture. That's the only reason I asked. <laughs> you recall that name, Rogar? Okay. Just written once, but it didn't really tell you much about the person. But the context is important. You saw that name on a document within the director's office of Samuel Krenn's research base, saying that he'd been sent a power core that was supposed to improve their work there due to Fenish's latest research. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I will uh, let people know this. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I'll I'll let the guys know that I recognise the name actually, and where I recognise it from, just because that's oh man, that's a whole other can of worms. Dropping that deep lore. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh. this guy's mad as a box of frogs. I'm telling you. One. Like Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's got to be. There's too much going on here. Like, it's it's too. Involved yet not involved. You know what I'm trying to say? That sounds so stupid when I said that back. <laughs> is is like I try, I, I try to. I, I see what you're getting at with that. Yeah, I see what you're getting at. He yeah. is. He he's, he seems. He's he's like like perhaps he's architecturally involved without actually being 
directly involved. You know, he's yeah, yeah. But he, he, I mean, is it worth us insight checking him just about how he knows these people, whether he's seen them recently? I kind yeah, of feel like we should have done do. that before when he said it. But I just, I don't know. I mean, he seems to like he's been pretty pretty straight up with us all this time. Um, but then maybe we just haven't rolled high enough on our insight checks. Oh, I have um, advantage with insight, but then um, I, 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 t- Tommy's just got an eleven on it, so not not particularly great. But Sophia's got an eighteen. I was we inside checking the guy. Well, we don't all have don't all have to, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think eighteen is probably going to do it. But I'll yeah. oh, I rolled Ooh. twenty, so <laughs> we're, 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 we're a little bit suspicious, I guess, because Dickhead. because he, he seems to seems to have trained two people now, uh, one of which Rogar knows was a massive knob. One of which the rest of us all have reason to believe is a massive knob. Kind of feels like he's training massive knobs over here, so. <laughs> <laughs> and we shouldn't trust him. That's what you're getting at, right? I'm, I'm just getting at the fact, yeah, that, 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 that you know, of all, of all the people that he's trained, there's two in this pic, in uh, one individual picture, and both of them are dicks. Yeah. <laughs> just a massive picture of a knob <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay so yeah so a 20 from Rogar you, you, yeah. very very shrewd over there yeah so you press him a bit basically you start answering throwing a bunch of questions at him saying that clearly he must be involved in things and you're not really taking his answers at face value I, 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 don't, I don't want to be too too accusatory but I just I'm just a bit more like you know Hmm, okay, so how do you know these people exactly? You say you just train them, is there any more to it? And you know, not not like like too like you're evil, but like a bit more kind of subtle than that, maybe. You're worried about the two massive golems he's got up against the wall. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, wor- I'm worried moves. about the fact that the house might the the tower might jump up and eat me. So yeah. <laughs> there is that, yeah. So I d I don't wanna don't know, don't wanna go into this guy's gaff and just start like mouthing off. But you know at the same time I'm I don't think we're we're a little bit worried that things might not be adding up exactly. And although he seems to have been straight out with us, it's a little bit too convenient that his pupils don't turn out to be um, nice people, de- decent, upstanding members of society. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So with your roles there, he goes to sit down on one of the chairs, just sort of moves behind him as he does, and he kind of points over to the the wall where Sophia is poking her head through and. Goes, Paul, do what you must, and the wall reshapes itself back into a door, and then just swings open. Oh, thank God for that! I was, I was trying really hard to hear you guys. I mean, I missed a bit of thing, a bit of what you said, but yeah, carry on. Yes, it's unfortunate to learn that both of my students turned out so poorly, but you can imagine there are probably many reasons why one such as I gave up teaching and instructing. Seems seems one can never truly be rid of the sins of your past, sins that you pass down to others, even when you don't intend to. I cannot say whether my tutelage has caused damage to these two, or resulted in what they became. I have had many students, most of them have met dire ends. In fact, I would say I probably outlived the majority of them. But then again, I am woefully old for a halfling. And he kind of looks up at Rogar and goes, you know, I see more of myself in you than you might realize, Rogar. <laughs> oh, really? So, uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming maybe you're familiar with some of the uh, 
the readings I've done, maybe. Oh, I've read many things. Many books have been offered to me over my years, especially during my youth. And when I say I see myself in you, I see someone who is reckless, power-hungry, half-crazed, and willing to do whatever the hell they want to get what they want. And you're not the only person like that. Neither was I. There are hundreds of us, thousands across the world. What's unfortunate is when we come in contact with things that can help us down that path. Things that will manipulate us, pull us by the nose in the direction they want, all the while promising us everything we desire. And <laughs> I, I cannot lie to you, Rogar. I cannot lie to any of you. I have benefited in ways that others cannot. I would have you know that I am over 500 years old. Most halflings barely make 300, and yet I still retain aspects of my youth through bargains made and things traded. And he kind of looks at Solara, who's lost her mind at this point, and casts an eye over all of you. When I was in my youth, my real youth, I was approached while I was in training. I was approached by a rather peculiar gentleman who told me that there were ways to get the power I sought, ways to change the world into how I see fit, and my decision that day to leave with him and join up with his little group are the same reasons as to why I now sit in this tower unable to leave, terrified that someone may find exactly where I am, because I know too much and I see things that they don't want me to see. Which is why it worries me that my sight has been blinded so from every angle, and it's why I sought the three of you out. I left that day with a man who once had the name of Azrahim, and <laughs> my life changed. My life changed forever. And that's where I'm going to end this episode. Oh, man! Oh. Just to start quizzing him. Oh, <laughs> oh he Wait. left with the A man. I'm the only one who knows who Azrahim is. Am I not? I can't remember. No, we 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 all know about the A man. We all know about him, but I've met him. <laughs> yeah, you're yes. you're the only one that's met him. Yes, but we 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 all know about him. We all know it's it's the um he who must not be named of this. Yes. Um, yeah. Which 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 is, which is brave of him. I'm guessing. He must feel confident enough naming him. Well, yeah, clearly. With all the wards that he has, like, put out there. Yeah. You I mean, e either that or, like, they're, they're still homies, you know. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Being, yeah. Okay, we're going to find out, but fuck's sake, not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> uh, well, I hope that was a fun return, you know. Something yeah. a bit more uh, relaxed and role-play than uh, we've had the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Yeah, and it was. It was not, I mean, I love. I love doing combat. It's, it's great fun to use abilities and spells and roll dice. But sometimes it's nice to do a um, do a talky episode now and again mm. to to break no, it no, up no, a no. bit. I miss Flodo. Okay, <laughs> bring back Flodo. Bring back Flodo. <laughs> you, you oh. know what you you know what you're asking here, I don't you? I'm gonna get killed now, aren't I? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm gonna turn up. Oh, I can't say that because that's a spoiler. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't know what we, we don't know what happened to Flodo. I mean, the audience does. We do. Uncle does not. 
I do not. <laughs> no. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed. That was Gunpowder, Treason, No Plots. And if you want to chat with us, first of all, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gtmp. Gives you access to our Discord, and you can, uh, you know, chat, have fun with us. And there's a few higher tiers as well if you want some uh, special rewards. We're also all on Twitter. I am there as at no, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We're also available on all major podcast providers, and we have a WordPress website and a Facebook group. So I will turn you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Start Podcasting and the Lost Start Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Start Podcast and at LOW Podcast. And maybe one day, you'll find me in the Risk Car Cafe on Risk Car Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Socials Blah. Social distancing is advised. And if you'd like to hear more from me, I'm afraid you can't, um, as usual. But I do have the next instalment of um, Tommy's Big Book of Weapons. And the letter E is for Ape, which is a uh, fencing sword. Well, it's a kind of a kind of rapier, really. It's quite a nice little sword, you know. People, people give a lot of uh, credit to like big fuck off bastard swords, big great big Zweihanders, you know, anything that you can lop some fucker's head off with. But Ape is a more, you know, thinking man sword. I'll carry a rapier. I love it. Um, just gives you that option to, you know, just poke the jugular from a distance, watch the guy bleed out. You don't have to go swinging in, lopping heads off and stuff. I mean, it's all good fun and that, but you get blood everywhere and it's, you know. Yeah, too much effort. A nice, quick stab. <sniffs> Dead. Love me an Ape. And yes, uh, I will also be bringing you yet another joke. So what do you call a mountaintop guarded by rogues? What do you call it? A sneak peek. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, no. If I kill Tommy, do the jokes stop, or does the no, 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 no? The... That's that's. You, see, I've been clever. The jokes are done as Matt. You can't <laughs> kill me. You get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Might be worth it. Might. <laughs> I mean, it's all on pod now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you realise I'm the one that edits it, right? True. True. <laughs> Was that all the jokes? Uh, I'm only doing one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh bloody hell! Saving them all, you know, <laughs> hoarding them out like a like like a dragon. Yeah, because I know how much you love them all. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter B for black pudding, which is a monster apparently. It is an ooze resembling a bubbling, heaping pile of thick black goo. While most of these monsters are an inky black, some can be brown, grey, or even white. In underground locations, though, these creatures appear as dark blobs. So, kind of think of like snot. Snot can be brown, grey, or white, right? I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I, all, all, like, all I can say is not snot, but but I'm sure the black pudding creature tastes quite good fried. <laughs> <laughs> With some sausage. Mm, some bacon, some eggs. Mm. Mm. Well... 
Thank you all again for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See ya. Can anyone hear us? Can anyone hear us? I'm trapped in this bumper. We're both trapped in this bumper. Oh no, how do we, we end up in here? Well, how do we escape? Okay, look, maybe if we send everyone to necropoticon.com, we can escape. But not just that. What, what if we send them to the Discord as well? Yes, that's great. You have to go to the website, which is www.necropoticon.com. And you'll find a Discord on there. And if you want, I guess, if, if you've got time while releasing us, you could play games and chat with the people from the various podcasts you've been listening to. You can read all the cast and crew profiles. You can be part of special events. In fact, we're missing out on that by being trapped in this bumper. Help free us from this bumper and we'll see you over at www.necropoticon.com. We are in mortal pain. If you this do not, sucks. please, we Help suffer in this bumper. Us. Save us. Ah! Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.